Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for your graciousness towards us, Lord, and we thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you for another opportunity to come together to learn more about you, God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who shows us things to come and guides us into all truth, Lord. We thank you for your peace, Lord, and your presence here. We thank you for the blessings upon our partners and our listeners, God. We ask that you'll fill their lives with joy, Lord, and, Lord, and bright days, that you would comfort them, Lord, and you would lead them as a good shepherd, Lord, because you you are one and we thank you for all that you've done for us lord in jesus name amen jesus name amen. amen and amen well good morning and welcome everyone we're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of acts and our discussion of the word together so i'd like to thank you for joining us and especially like to thank the partners with this or those that have chosen to partner with this ministry for just being a, a blessing to us we absolutely appreciate the the prayers and of course when you sow into this ministry financially and when you like and share the episodes and subscribe on the platform so that way a greater number of people can be blessed by you in building the Lord's house and and ensuring that the gospel is preached throughout the four corners of the earth by helping them grow and develop their relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we'd just like to thank you for being a blessing. But we are here to get into the Word. So, we ready to do that? Yes. All right. So, we are going to reread from Acts 9, verses 20 through 31. So, can I get a volunteer to cover down on that, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Then all who heard were amazed and said, Is this not he who destroyed those who called on this name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose, so that he might bring them bound to the chief priest? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that this Jesus is the Christ. Now after many days were passed, the Jews plotted to kill him, but their plot became known to Saul, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and led him down through the wall in a large basket. And when Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles, and he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road, and that he had spoken to him, and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. So when he was with them at Jerusalem, so he was with them at Jerusalem, coming in and going out. And he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Hellenists, but they attempted to kill him. When the brethren found out, they sent him down to Caesarea and sent him out to Tarsus. Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Amen. All right, well, at this time, we are going to open the floor 
and give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and ask any questions that you may have. So, who would like to begin? I just have a small observation that I noticed. Okay. Like, um, when Saul was, before he was converted to Paul, before he had an encounter with the Lord, the Pharisees and the other people welcomed him because he was taking people and throwing them in prison cells because they were saying the name of Jesus. And then after his conversion, they were trying to kill him. But some of them said they didn't, they didn't believe that he was truly a disciple. Well, if you look at what happens in the spiritual realm, when God touches someone, the adversary is after them now. Because now there's a mini Jesus, as Pastor Terry likes to call it. Another one walking around in the earth and enforcing God's will and um, God's victory and the devil's defeat. So that was a big indicator that Saul, now Paul, had truly encountered the Holy Spirit. And that's a very big telltale on the spiritual state of any human being. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it is. And I think we covered this in an earlier episode. But um, we each have a, I'll say, responsibility to listen to the Holy Spirit for ourselves. Not to judge by what our eyes see or our ears hear, right? Yes. We have, well, Saul, about to be Paul who tries to to engage with the disciples, with the apostles. They were afraid. Wanted nothing to do with them. Whereas they could and should have checked with the Holy Spirit. His fear comes from what and who? The adversary. Okay. So we know that's not from the Lord. It's very plainly stated there. Now, there's an element of this um, let's look at a, a, a practical side. The Lord does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. And perfect love casts out fear. However, we are charged to guard our house. Absolutely. Especially when you are in a position of authority, say a father and a mother of their home, they should be um, in a position to guard their home. Does, are they doing it with their knees quaking of, you know, every sound they hear outside or thinking they're always going to be overcome? Uh, of course not. Um, those that name the name of Jesus Christ should have their their stance and their confidence that the Lord will protect them, that the ministering spirits that are assigned for their care are doing their job. And we should give them every bit of um, verbal speaking the word of God concerning our own lives and our safety and protection to allow them to do the job that God has assigned them to do for us in the earth. And with that, we do need to be discerning. We should be wise. Um, Our door, while it is proverbially open, we are welcoming to other people. We should do that with discernment. The Lord had already spoken that there would be wolves (laughs) coming in among the sheep to try to cause deception. So for them to be guarded in the sense of protecting that the household of faith, protecting the the sheep, the flock that they've been, that have been assigned to their care is right. It's wise, but doing it in a way of just, uh, I'll say shaking knees. If I could compare it to a, uh, a metaphor, you know, like your, your knees are quaking because somebody came to the door that shouldn't be the case, but you should be wise. The Lord doesn't ask us to operate without wisdom. Holy Spirit gives us wisdom wisdom liberally, and we should ask for that wisdom and apply it. So them having initial concerns is, is not much different than um, Ananias having concerns about 
Saul because of what he was doing or, you know, who he had been previously and getting confirmation from the Holy Spirit that, yes, this one has been assigned and this one is okay, should should be our first recourse, you know, asking for that and then letting the Lord, giving him an opportunity to provide it. But just because um, someone knocks on the door doesn't mean always allow that person in because if they are a thief and a robber, you have an obligation because that's what part of what our good shepherd does, right? Yes. Yes. He protects and he defends his flock and he doesn't leave them prey to the adversary. So as we're examining the scriptures, let us um, remember how much our God loves us and remember the wisdom that he provides to us. Dean, do you have something you want to say? Well, I, I want to chime in on where you're going because you know, there's a few things in that, right? So um, you know, we have things that we say a lot, right? So you, know, <laughs> you guys say all the time, right? You know, what the Father says and what he's telling me, right? Do what the Father does, say what the Father says, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. We, mm-hmm. we live by that. But we also, we don't, um, we draw conjecture from Scripture, but we're careful not to teach that, right? It doesn't say that they didn't consult the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say exactly. that they did. Right. Right. But it says Saul sought to come to them, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. say Saul actually prayed about it either, right? So mm-hmm. what is so important about the, our lives and the way we live them is what does our witness say about us, That's right? It. So his witness as Saul was one that persecuted the way, right? Because mm-hmm. it was initially mm-hmm. what it was called the way, mm-hmm. right? And so they rightly, like you were saying, Kamisha, held up their guard, right? Mm-hmm. But when their brother comes to them with witness, of mm-hmm. what is now real, right? The witness of Paul's life, if we're going to say here, right? Mm-hmm. Now shows that the witness testifies for him mm-hmm. as to what the mm-hmm. truth is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so they were willing to be corrected as it was, right? Mm-hmm. Because their brother showed them a better way to, pers- you know, to see what was going on with him. You know, and, and really, I mean, you think about it, they, they, if it's in scripture, we will assume, and we got to be careful that we will assume that, this, that, that the apostles knew that, that um, he was there, if not part of Stephen's murder. So this is a, this is the murderer. They, they have to deal with forgiveness as well too, and we're commanded to forgive. Amen. Mm-hmm. Not optional. I, I will say personally in my own life, I have forgiven people, but I have to forgive them again sometimes because I forget <laughs> or it comes back up. Right. So I mean, to to you know, um, I had a dear friend of mine that was murdered. He was he was beat to death on his front porch oh of his goodness. house. Um, and it's a really long story. It's really horrific, and it's really sad. Sure. Um, my neighbor across the street, um, many years later, gave birth to a child that was fathered by one of the men that killed my friend. Oh. Hmm. Wow. I know what it's like to have to try to live that out and to be mm-hmm. careful in that. Sure. Right? So I-, I can just imagine what it was like for them. Like, I mean... Mm-hmm. You want, you want to do what? You want to do what, Saul? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. You, you, yeah, you better they, carry, son. You better as carry, they, as right? As they slowly drop their own rocks to the ground. or you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe pick some rocks up, thinking about it, right? <laughs> they were holding them, thinking about it. Like, Let yeah, me yeah. Put it might have been carrying some in your pocket just in case. Right, I mean, right. Don't right. let me catch you around the corner. Right. But yet the, the thing that's clear here is that they did change. Correct. Right. So they, there's the demonstration of what we talk about all the time, that we need each other, right? Mm-hmm. The Christian walk, although we need... The Holy Spirit, we need Jesus, we need God, but we also need each other, right? And we mm-hmm. need each other to help us walk that out. And so here it is that Barnabas is helping them walk that out. Here it is mm-hmm. as he's bringing testimony for that. And Paul's life now did have a testimony 
mm-hmm. that the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in him and that he had changed was evident. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, Amen. And it's, uh, Paul actually writes about it, that in Galatians. Starts in um, chapter 1, verse 17, and goes all the way down through um, chapter 2, verse 2. He talks about that, this exact time period, um, verse 26 and um, through 28. He says, He didn't go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before him, but went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. And then after three years, he went to Jerusalem to see Peter and remained with him 15 days. But he saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. And then he continues on uh, how he went to all these different regions, which we read about afterwards, right? And, um, or later on in this, you know, through verse 29 and 30, how he's preaching and speaking in the name of the Lord. And then in 31, it says, uh, I'll say, you see the fruit or the evidence the um, yeah, evidence is, I think, the, good, the proper word. The churches all throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. As a result, they were multiplied, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we see, I mean, the Holy Spirit bears witness and we see the fruit. Or so if we're following him or if we're not following him, there's always fruit. There's always proof. There's evidence of, well, I'll say what manner of spirit we're walking in. And the Holy spirit always bears witness if we're walking in him. So we do need to consult him. We need to let him lead and, um, uh, lead us into all truth. That is literally his role. That's what Jesus said he would do. So, Let's not trust what we see or hear. Yep, we do have an, an obligation to protect, I'll say, the sheep or those assigned to our care. But who can do that better than the Lord? The great shepherd who sent us his Holy Spirit to help us walk that out and to lead us. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? The Charles? Um, I guess I'll go. Um, the first thing that I noticed was like, um, when you looked at it, you see that Saul was originally was about to be killed twice. And I found it interesting that it was the people he had helped first killing and Steph now killing Steph that wanted to come kill him now, because if we look back, it was when Steph was talking to the Hellenists and they brought him before the council when he was inside the synagogue of Friedman. Okay. Stephen. Okay, and how I was just found it interesting that it was now these people who once were cheering him on that turned against them, and it reminds me of something, Mom. You said those who are inclusive, who are exclusive. <laughs> they claim to be inclusive, but really, yes, they're exclusive. Even how you can see that um, we know that Saul carried a certain weight in the. Pharisee circles because he was able to go to the chief priest, like roll in there and ask for what he wanted. He had access, correct? So I also found it interesting that those who looked up to him abandoned him in the light of what just happened. They didn't even take the time to stop and consider to see maybe this has merit or maybe this could be true, but you see them cast aside him quickly 
in order to continue doing what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Matthew ten seventeen. Read it to us, Dean. Yeah. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to the courts and mm-hmm. flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake. Amen. Directly from Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Amen. And you remember when we read the first part of Acts chapter 9, part of what the Lord spoke to Ananias about Saul was that he had to suffer many things for the name of the, name of the yeah. Lord's sake. That was a part of his his walk before the Lord. That's um, what would bring God honor in his life. But then also couple that with what did he say to Peter when he was slicing off ears? <laughs> Put uh, your sword away. Put it away. He who lives by the sword will die by the sword. Okay. So yes, there is a persecution. Uh, I'll say, I'll call it a natural, but it's an intrinsic persecution, not physically like you touch it, but it's an intrinsic persecution that is a part of Satan always fighting against God and wanting to destroy what God is doing because he is the thief, right? He steals, kills, and destroys. He tries to anyway. Um, So that's an intrinsic part of our walk with Christ. But then there's the other side of it that what you sow, you're going to reap. So, you know, as, as parents speaking to you, three young ones in the room, we caution you about what you sow and we, yes, we instruct you not to cast off the restraint of what we're telling you, what the word of God says to you to fall for that lie of, Oh, it's just this little sin. Oh, it's just X, Y, and Z. It doesn't matter. It's just me. It'll just stop right here. That's all there is. Right. And you, um, we ask you to look and think soberly about the life that you lead and the choices that you make, because each one of them, there is a door that's opened by what you do. Either you're opening the door for God and opening the door for the Lord to minister on your behalf, or you're giving place to the adversary. So when Saul consented of that murder, there is a consequence to that. Not that God was punishing him, but the word of God says, when you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption, right? Yes. Yes. And as a man (laughs) sows, that will he also reap. God is not mocked. And when we are doing things, there's, there's a repercussion to that. You know, if you were scientific, you would say to every action, there's There's an an equal reaction. Okay. And we give science so much credit, but here's the word of God, which rules over science. It is what is supreme. So we have to also understand that. Yes, God forgave Saul. Yes, God took him into his mercies and washed him in the blood. However, the adversary is still going, ha ha ha, but you sowed murder. So I get to murder you. Now, God put that shield up for him, that shield of grace. But it doesn't mean that the adversary stopped trying to do what he was going to do on the the other side of it, because this has now been sown into Paul's life, Saul's life. Now, thankfully, we have the weapons of our warfare. We have the blood of Jesus Christ. We have the name of Jesus. Correct? Yes. To rule over the adversary. So when he comes to try to bring uh, revenge, if you will, saying, well, you sinned before. We now have the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus to combat that, to subdue it and put it under our feet. We don't have to just lay there and take it. And we should be mindful that in our life, especially you young folks who have not been outside of your parents covering 
as you step into your adulthood and your maturity, keep the door closed to the adversary. Don't give him room to have any stake or claim in your life. Don't give him room to come and, and have a legal claim, a spiritual legal claim concerning the things that God has given you. Like I said, there's an intrinsic persecution that comes with name in the name of Jesus Christ that Mr. Dean just read. Yes. But guard your gates. Amen. Let's pause there for today and um, allow everyone to have the opportunity to have the Holy Spirit speak and minister to them and to search out the scriptures. And um, we'll resume this again tomorrow or on the next episode. So, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for being gracious towards us, Lord. And just making it where we're able to do everything that you said you want us to do, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for just giving us all the power that we need, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.